Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Karen is a manager of one of the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services in Melbourne and shares deeper insights into the issue in our country, which many of us may not be aware of. So back in 2012-13, when the Australian government was releasing people in large numbers into the community, they'd been in immigration detention for quite a period of time. And we just saw waves and waves of people being released from the, from detention, which we were very grateful about at the time. We don't want to see people locked up in immigration detention because yeah. it actually destroys their mental health. Uh, and so we were pleased. But however, the other side of the story was they were being released in groups of about 500 to 600 people per fortnight. And they weren't being provided with a lot of assistance to set up housing and all the rest. So we just had just all these initially single men walking around in large groups, not just pleading for help. They were sleeping on the floor. They didn't have a blanket. They didn't have any cookware. They had nothing. So they first of all, we saw all those guys coming to see us, and then they started. the government started to release families. Fortunately, because... The Salvation Army and a number of other organisations spoke up about that and the media ran some stories. The government decided actually to provide people with children just with a bit of basic assistance to at least be able to ensure those kids weren't sleeping on the floor and they yeah. had some things in their, in their house uh, when they were releasing them from immigration detention. Yeah. So we've been journeying with these families for quite a number of years now. Wow. And of course the needs have changed over that that time period. How many people is it possible to give a number that the Salvos have been working with? Because our service covers the northern and western suburbs of Melbourne, so you're only getting a little tiny snapshot of what's happening nationally. However, we're helping over we would see over 500 people a month of our tiny little service. But then, of course, then you've got attached all their dependents and everything. Yeah. So the way our file system works, you know, you might have the name Ali. Ali has is in our database. But Ali also will have perhaps a wife, some children. He might have his sister. He might have an elderly mother. Wow. So, you know, all in all, we're helping well over 1,500 individuals per month. To look at Australia-wide, that must be a phenomenal amount then. It is. We do have more people seeking asylum living here in Melbourne than any other city in Australia, closely followed by Sydney. We're talking with Karen from the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services. You must have a lot of stories. Is there one in particular of, uh, of a family that you have met that have really impacted on you? Sadly, a lot of the stories have a similar thread. A lot of our people are currently being faced with having their income support totally cut by the government. The government has currently changed the eligibility criteria for them to receive that really, really tiny 89% of a Centrelink benefit. So we're actually finding that we've got families who are some have already lost their income because the government hasn't assessed them to be um, refugees and that sort of thing. They're also getting cut because they've been sending money overseas. 
So there's one particular family. They have five children here in Australia, but they've also got some children back in the country where they fled from. Yeah. And they've left these kids behind because they had to get out of the country because of the danger to their lives. So this family naturally want to try and support as best as they can the children who are living with relatives back in their country where they're facing persecution. Because they sent money back, the government has said, no, 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 we're not happy with you doing that. So they've cut off their benefits. So now this family are left without any income. They come here for help. Um, you can tell the children are hungry because if there's biscuits here on the table, they'll be eating those. So what can be done about that? Well, and that, that's, the, that's the sad thing too. We can provide them with food. We can provide them with some supermarket vouchers. But because there are so many people who are disadvantaged, we just don't simply have enough resources to stretch. Oh, no. Beyond only giving them, like saying this, sometimes we have to say to people without incomes, I'm sorry, we helped you last month. Unfortunately, we don't have enough money in the budget to be able to provide you with voucher assistance every month. That's a really, really difficult situation that my team find ourselves to be in. And it's, well, even more difficult, obviously, for our clients as well. So what do they do? They go from charity to charity looking for help. And often these are people who've been very self-sufficient in their countries. And to be in this situation where they literally have to beg for help, it just gnaws away at their soul. That's Karen from the Salvos Asylum Seeker and Refugee Services. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.